Welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Evan Makofsky, and I'm pleased to be joined on this episode by Darius Razgatis. He is the head of marketing and communications at Safari Energy. It's headquartered out of New York City. Darius, how are you today? Great, Evan. Thank you for having me. Darius, let's just start. What does Safari Energy do in the solar industry? Well, thanks, Evan. Yeah, I mean, the quick answer is that we're solar developers. The marketing answer is that we like to think of ourselves as solar partners, really, uh, because we play a critical role in getting projects done uh, in a way that achieves our clients' goals. So they're always going to be at the center of, of what we do. Uh, and what we do could be in terms of pro solar project development. So that would be where Safari handles all the aspects of a project from you know, sketching it out on a rooftop to applying for permits and incentives, building the project, maintaining it. But we also finance solar projects, you know, at any any stage of development. So we work with other solar solar developers to do that. Um, but our typical our typical client set would focus primarily on commercial and industrial clients and companies. We work the full range from Fortune 500s and, and REITs or real estate investment trusts to owner operators of individual manufacturing plants. But we also work with municipalities, universities, nonprofits, and like I said, other, other solar developers. So kind of runs the, the gamut. Darius, what specific functions do you serve at Safari Energy as director of marketing and communications within those titles? I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, I would say, um, you know, one person department at Safari. So I cover a broad range of activities that can be anything from strategy to so setting and, and executing on, on our communication strategy, looking at lead generation, uh, our website, building and maintaining it. Um, what else? Creating, you know, social media. Social media is a big part of my day. I'm looking at our campaigns, writing, writing press releases, getting them issued. I used to do a lot more support on conferences for Safari Energy, but to be honest, that's really been less, less of a focus the last year. Yeah. Uh, but thought leadership, intranet, you name it. It keeps me busy. Do you guys do any virtual type events or is that not something you guys have moved into yet? Yeah, we've participated in a few virtual conferences in the past uh, year and a half or so. And again, to be honest, you know, the in-person mm -hmm. stuff is really where our sales team excels and what they really love to do. And they make really great connections with prospects in, in those settings. And we do, from time to time, host our own webinars, webcasts. So, you know, keep an eye on safarienergy.com to see uh, our latest thought leadership there. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that as somebody who's done business development and in-person versus virtual networking. It's a lot tougher virtually, whereas it's very organic if you're in person. So what makes Safari's leadership, Darius, their leadership team so special versus the competition? And what is your point of differentiation as far as Safari goes from its, comp from its competitors? Well, sure. I, I think probably the main thing I would have to say is that we are owned by PPL Corporation, which is a large energy company a utility company that's based out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. We were acquired in 2018, and it's given us really this institutional backing that allows us to do a lot more things, like I mentioned earlier, acquiring and financing solar projects, um, something that probably would not have been possible if we were just going in on, on our own. We also have a, uh, an extensive track record 
Safari has been around for 13 years. Not a lot of solar companies can say that. And we've developed or acquired over 500 projects nationwide. Um, so really large footprint in the nation. And if I had to pick one other thing, I would say, you know, we do focus a lot on technology and going beyond. By technology, I mean not just solar panels and inverters. I mean more on the on the back end. So artificial intelligence, machine learning. We have uh, data analytics. We have a team in-house that we call our ADA team, standing for artificial intelligence and data analytics. And it's focused solely on improving you know, existing processes and identifying the new areas to apply technology. So I don't know that a lot of solar companies out there are focused on that when they're maybe a little bit, you know, smaller, less experienced, more focused on just the day-to-day. We're able to have the resources to kind of step back and, and continually improve our process. So the solar industry is booming, but everybody was affected by the pandemic and in the typical ways, work from home and whatnot. But in particular, maybe you could tell us a couple ways and also hopefully we are at some point here moving fully out of this pandemic, but how has Safari had to pivot at all with the way they've done business? Well, you know, we talked a minute ago about conferences and I think that's a big one. We just last week were supposed to have had the largest solar conference of the year, Solar Power International, which was set to take place in New Orleans in Louisiana. And of course, not only at the time was there a large surge in the, the Delta variant for the COVID right. virus, also Hurricane Ida um, mm-hmm. took, knocked out power for hundreds of thousands of people for, for an extended period of time. So um, the organizers felt uh, that the best thing to do would be to canceled the show for this year and encouraged people who had registered to donate to organizations worthy causes in New Orleans, because I think everybody was looking forward to, to supporting that city. And also participating, like we talked about before, in virtual conferences and connecting with our prospects in, in different ways, like webcasts and emails and lead generation. So uh, from the marketing side, that's really been a big, big focus for us is kind of adjusting to see how we can reach our typical audiences in that way. From an operations perspective, I think there was some turbulence towards more so towards the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was adjusting to this new way of life. I think that in some cases, you know, we weren't sure whether construction projects would be able to move forward due to quarantine restrictions. But fortunately, in most cases, we were able to move ahead safely and construction was deemed to be an essential service, including solar. So I think in that sense, uh, our business wasn't too affected. Uh, But then you look at supply chains, and uh, there's been a lot of disruption in that area, particularly in the solar industry, some of it related to the pandemic. So that's been something that we've been having to deal with and adjust to deal with those realities as well. Darius Razgatis, he's the Director of Marketing and Communications at Safari Energy. You spent a long time on the agency side at Edelman and Ruder Finn prior to moving over to the client side. There are many reasons I've spoken to practitioners on both sides, including uh, the money is better on the client side, but what were some of your reasons? Was it a new challenge to move out from the agency side to the client side? Yeah, for me, the switch was really about having more of a hand in determining the direction and focus of a communications program. Um, and probably above all, it's about having that 
added responsibility of owning your decisions. At Edelman, I was actually seconded to my clients' offices for several years. So I sat with my clients at their offices day to day. And one advantage that that provided was being able to see their work up close firsthand. And in a lot of ways, it probably prepared me for an in-house role that I'm in, like I'm in now. In other ways, being seconded could be very frustrating because you never really quite felt fully part of your client's team, but at the same time, you weren't sitting with your colleagues, say, from Edelman. So for me, it often left me, left me in a position where I felt like I was consulting, which I enjoyed, but at the same time, I wasn't owning those recommendations and, and directions. So it's one thing that Safari has really taught me and been able to dive in to pitch your CEO, get a budget approved, execute on that uh, idea and see it come to fruition. That's that's really a lot more fulfilling in a lot of ways for me than just you know having an idea and then not being able to carry it out. Circling back to uh, the present moment and the world of solar, why is the future so bright, not just for Safari, but for the entire solar industry? I mean, I'd like to think that the reasons are self-apparent, but I think we do have some work to do to get more people on board. The projected growth for the solar industry is just phenomenal, and there's a lot of opportunity left out there. Gigawatts and gigawatts worth of rooftops alone, if you look at available commercial rooftop space, it's just a huge opportunity. And as we see the threats of climate change become more apparent, the latest IPCC report that came out a few weeks ago, if we look at the pressures that investors and uh, other shareholders and stakeholders are putting on corporations to become more green, if you look at the political agenda of the current administration and the direction that we're going with investment in clean tech and renewables, solar is going to play a central role in that, particularly as the technology becomes more affordable. It's now the cheapest technology to build new generation plants using solar so and it's the cheapest it's been in history so i think there's a lot of reasons to believe that the, the industry's headed in the right direction and i think you just helped with giving them that aren't necessarily all apparent to people not in the solar industry a good job explaining it right there you attended boston university there's a great communication school there how did you get interested in communications darius was that one of the reasons why you went to bu well i i have to say i, I did not go to bu for the communications program specifically although i did love the city of boston that was one thing that really drew me to that university uh, I grew up in New York, though, so I can't say I went there for the sports teams. But um, I was interested in communications, but I, I was really more focused on economics and international relations. My family is, is very international, involved in politics. So I always had this idea that I would live abroad. And it, I was very much interested in learning about other cultures and figuring out how they work. Boston University did a great job of providing me with that background. And, you know, I did end up living and working abroad in, in the UAE and in India. And I realized that learning about other cultures and figuring out how they work is really communication at the end of the day. So it's under, conveying how you see a topic and understanding how someone else does and trying to find a common ground. And I think that's a lot of what we do as communication professionals every day. Darius, again, you've worked in energy now and the solar space, and I'm sure you have plans to stay at Safari as you have a 
wealth of knowledge, but you also have a skill set in marketing and communications. Is that skill set transferable? which I would think the answer is yes to another vertical. Would you feel confident at some point in your career? I'm sure you never want to leave Safari, but would you feel confident applying your skills? And just like you said about learning about other cultures, maybe doing marketing and communications in a completely different vertical. Oh, I 100% believe communications and marketing skills are transferable. I mean, I've personally worked with everything from a electronic health system to a ballet company to a garbage incinerator company to, you know, renewable energy technology. So, and I like to think that I've been able to apply those same skills across the board, regardless of, of the topic. That being said, I think that one thing that really draws me to the solar industry or renewables in general is the knowledge that, you know, coming home every day, I can tell my kids that I helped make the world a better place. You know, it might sometimes seem abstract. Writing a press release uh, might not be reducing carbon emissions necessarily right off the bat, but it's that knowledge that at the end of the day, that's our, our vision and mission at Safari is, is to create a more sustainable future and deliver that social and economic value using this renewable energy. And that's something that I'm very passionate about and will be focused on for a very long time, I hope. Wrapping up here, and you summed up a lot, what are some meaningful projects you've both worked on and are currently working on at Safari and what's on the horizon? Well, sure. I, I mean, one great example is uh, a couple of weeks ago, we inaugurated our largest solar system to date. This was in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, in South Central Pennsylvania. It's the largest municipal solar project in the state, about 15 megawatts that provide 10% of the borough's power needs. The size is, is kind of mind-blowing to put it in perspective, 65 football fields that this project takes up. So I'd love to see Safari Energy do more deals like that and uh, really make a dent in, in the solar industry. Um, but there's a lot of other things that we do, not just solar projects that also impact our communities and the world around us. So Safari Energy is a part of the Renewables Forward Initiative. This was founded in the response to George Floyd's murder. And the idea was to create or to help create a more inclusive and diverse renewables industry. And uh, I participate in the communications committee there. And we've put together several initiatives like mentorship program, recruiting program, all sorts of training resources and tools. And the best part is that our leadership team is very committed on regular calls with, with the Renewable Forward team. So it feels good to be supporting that in the industry as well. And one, one last thing I might mention as well, we don't really talk about this externally, but Safari Energy every year participates in a United Way campaign, as I'm sure many companies do. But we're very proud to support the goals of PPL Corporation in this campaign. We collectively raise millions of dollars every year for local charities. And the best part is that PPL matches our contributions and they go to United Way of New York City. So it's nice to know that there are people in our communities who are struggling, who are benefiting from our efforts in that area as well. Darius Razgatis, the Director of Marketing and Communications at Safari Energy. Very informational. Appreciate the time. Evan, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed this. And we will speak to you on the next episode. I'm Evan Makovsky.